Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm the Nerd. And I'm the Nerdette. Are the Voices of Misery podcast, available where all your favorite podcasts are found, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? Right now, you are tuned in to my good friend, that bearded son of a gun. The sweet beard, by the way. I wish I could grow one like him. BJ and the Change the Subject podcast. Let's see what they got to say. Take it, BJ. What's going on, everybody? It's BJ here with another episode of Change the Subject. Today is great because I got somebody here that has been with me from the very beginning of the journey. Um, This is somebody that I look to whenever I want to encourage myself to keep working. You know what I'm saying? Because this person is one of the most hardest working guys you will ever meet in the content creation that we call podcasting. And um, I'm going to tell you all an interesting story after we get into introducing today's guest i got my brother d murph from why not sports and flagrant two on change the subject what's going on my brother hey long overdue man i appreciate mm-hmm. the opportunity man i know it's um it's been a minute a little more than a minute but as we've <laughs> uh discovered hey be patient because we both uh, most people have lives and yes sir you know, yes sir you know things come you know come and go but at the same time man like you said number love man and here we are man finally finally to uh share some content on change the subject yes sir and uh for you guys that are unfamiliar with d murph um i'm going to tell you the story of how this guy impacted me at the very beginning of you know what is now called change the subject because most of y'all know my background was like from groups being a part of like shows with other people and i honestly was insecure in the very beginning of this process because my comfort zone was the background so here we are we in vegas everybody's having a great time at Palooza. we some of us finally meeting each other for the very first time and this was actually the first time me and murph shook hands um mm-hmm. we knew each other prior but this is the first time we seen eye to eye and i recorded my very first episode in vegas and he was on it right and super dope episode you can go back and check it out it's called completion of a compliment and it also featured two of my other brothers mtv a poolside chats and um penrose y'all know penrose so after the conversation was over Murph pulled me to the side and it was interesting how it happened because I'm thinking like we get ready to chop it up on us exchanging you know guest spots on each other's shows we gonna get some work in it's just gonna be like all like positive and high volume energy but this wasn't it it was like you bullshitting BJ yeah I gotta I gotta add this to it I'm guess. I like I'm I'm all about business though. I mean we can have yeah. fun, but also let's monetize and expand our brand based on our gifts and talents. So and I know what you brought to the table mm-hmm. even before we linked up. I'm like, yo, in this space we're in, in this room we're in, you way better than me. And you think I'm, you know, nice. Right, you right. Doing more than this person, you definitely doing more than that person, and you bring something to the table that I don't think nobody else is doing. But continue. Right. So start the conversation off. It's like you bullshitting. What's the problem? And I'm just like, I'm not getting it because I'm not even seeing myself in this moment of like mm-hmm. truly being insecure. I'm trying to like 
in my mind, low key, give myself some time for, you know, me and Rose to kind of work Penrose for those that don't don't know who Rose is. But Penrose, I'm trying to give us, you know, some time to kind of like work out our kinks because he live in VA. I live in Detroit. We still trying to figure out like how technology could benefit the kind of content that we do now, you know, considering that most of my conversations are online. So we were like working out a lot of kinks. So my excuse was to like give it some time. Don't push too hard. We going to see how things line up with me getting back into my comfort zone. But it was Murph that challenged me, you know, like, look, you plan, you got a voice, you the only voice of your kind in our space, you mm -hmm. bullshitting. You know, and the same way that he said it, he's like, I know I'm dope, but I can tell you that you a different kind of dope. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to you got to quit playing and get to it, man. And every time we talk, it's like, man, I see you you working. You know what I'm saying? And that is something that, you know, I value because I don't think I would be here now if it wasn't for that push. You know what I'm saying? Because it was I like, appreciate it. I had some gold on my hands and didn't know it. You know what I'm saying? And I, that really, that really changed the way people looked at me when I put out that show too, you know, to, to be able to command three different personalities with the way that I prepare my show, you know, mm -hmm. being able to pull out of each guy, which is a completely different person. And we were able to show women that we understand respect. We understand yep. You know what I'm saying? How it is for them to to be kind of like preyed upon and all of those different things. So just a small conversation about how do you compliment a woman was like a breath of fresh air at that time. And I was honestly the last person out of everybody in Vegas to put their content out. And that's how, you know, my relationship with Murph has been ever since. So I appreciate that, brother. And I always, you know, show love and shine light on those who helped me get to where I am today. So um, salute you, brother. I really appreciate the impact that you have on me and what I'm doing right now. Uh, no problem, man. And it's a few things as you go back. And that was, what, 2018, man. And, mm -hmm. um, and at that time, I probably had a few beverages. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I know I'm dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm the big homie in this piece, man. I know I'm dope. But also, at the same time, I was willing to show uh, gratitude and, and give another brother props, man. Even to this day, we still don't support each other enough or compliment or encourage each other enough, man. And for sure. I feel like, man, you ultimately you get what you give. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. So I right. feel like uh in this space we're in, we definitely need to support one another, man. And, and as a man, as a strong man, I, I don't have no no shame in saying, yo, BJ, yo, you dope at what you do, man. Just just keep up the great work. For sure, for sure. So um Today, we got Murph to kind of like come into my world and we get to really talk about a lot of who he is, but use it to um, inspire those who are in a, a really tough spot to be in with like confidence, self-esteem and pride as a black man, because we in a time where, you know, the black man is a target. And um, I came to a very interesting concept that I think Murph is going to be perfect for because I need him to do for the listeners what he did for me back in 2018. 
But before we get to that, I just want you to take a few minutes, introduce yourself for those of us that don't um, completely know who you are so they can know what your shows are about, how to find you and all of that good stuff. So go ahead and take a few minutes just to introduce yourself and let them know what you would like for them to know about D Murph. No, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, D Murph, government, Derek Murphy. <clears throat> now, I don't even know what that's even sound like when I, I got to double check and look at my license just to make sure, man. I'm just so comfortable with the D Murph thing now, man. I almost forgot my government. But anyway, D Murph here, um, been podcasting. Wow. It's, uh, four years. Mm. Been podcasting for four years, uh, since 2016, came into this game, uh, as a, a sports show where I talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life. You can listen to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Flagrant 2, Flagrant 2, interesting story. Had an episode with my father, my pops, who uh, I grew up not being in his presence or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, Had him on the platform. Episode 24, which was later that year in 2016. And, uh, didn't really talk sports. A lot of positive feedback from it. Um, a lot of people wanted more content other than sports from me because uh, I believe they enjoyed the show. At least that's what they told me. So I said, let me give it a try. And uh, started that in 2017, man, where it's basically a, an open forum okay. for guests okay. to share their platform with no restrictions. And that's mm. the flagrant too with D Murph, man. So both platforms, man, going pretty strong, even to this day in 2020 during the pandemic. For sure, for sure. So, um, a lot of what you're saying now is like kind of what we're going to get into with today's topic. But before we get to that, I got a quick segment called Q A and A, and this is the segment where we kind of get into the mind of who Murphy is outside of creativity. It's just a couple of quick questions. If there is a question that you feel like you cannot answer, you have an alternative, but you don't know what that alternative is. It might be just as hard or harder than the question that you're trying to dodge. So you ready to get into some questions? <laughs> I ain't dodging from nothing. I ain't scared. <laughs> I ain't never scared. You remember. You remember. Come on. Don't yes, get me sir. started, man. Shout out to Avery. <laughs> shout out to Danny. You, hey, I ain't never scared. Boom. I question. feel I'm ready. All right. So question number one. In the event of a hard time, which is the first that you are likely to call on for strength, your mother or grandmother for wisdom or your wife for emotional support? Wife, emotional support. Why is the emotional support more important than the wisdom? <sighs> emotional support for me, I need it at that moment. Wisdom oh. for me personally comes to when you don't have nobody around. But at that moment, I need that fix. And sometimes, just like when you, when you said earlier in the show, sometimes I need that call, Murph, that call, or just okay. that sit down. It makes okay. a big, in my opinion, it makes a big difference. All right. That was a great answer. All right. Number two, um, what's most important? What is the most important skill of life and basketball, blocking or rebounding? Rebounding. Uh, when I think of blocking, I think of it's holding you back. Uh, rebounding, you, you you keep going for it. If I miss that shot, I get the offensive rebound. Mm, mm, if okay. the opponent misses it, I get the rebound. That gives me a chance to make a move or to lead my team to uh, to a successful uh, play. Oh, 
all right all right number three is in the battle of the white boys who wins john b or justin timberlake (laughs) 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 john b tupac are you still down are you still uh, down yeah. regardless of what the world is saying <laughs> are you gonna be still down for me murph or are you gonna follow the trend and, and, and counsel uh us by saying i'm racist even though i rock with black folks it's sincere so murph are you still down john b pop for sure for sure all right <laughs> that's a murph answer too <laughs> <laughs> all right number four what goes better with breakfast between coffee or orange juice orange juice man i need that i need that vitamin c just in case i don't go outside you know what i'm saying because i yeah. had a long night and just want to chill so i'm gonna say vitamin c man it's more natural um compared to uh the caffeine that might be in right. coffee that i really don't need i'm naturally a energetic person so for me i'm gonna say orange juice all right so number five is what is your favorite quote or bible verse <sighs> My favorite quote, keep grinding, keep the faith. That's what I say yeah, on yeah. after every episode of Why Not Sports, man. Mm-hmm. All right, keep grinding, right. keep the faith, man. Brought it up from the mud to where it's being recognized worldwide and even have a couple of accolades behind it. For sure. Keep grinding, sure. keep the faith, man. All right. Number six is what's the hardest thing you've had to let go that is still calling you today to come back to the game of basketball wow wow that's right, why i right. came into this game into being a sports host of a podcast like i was telling you before when i don't know if it was pre-game or just in general man when, when god gives you a gift he gonna want that in return so murph I, I helped you with the game of basketball get out of gary indiana I brought you to Texas. The game of basketball helped get you the exposure to traveling the world, get you the opportunity to f- nice hotels, flying, frequent fly miles, got you a degree to where you graduated college with no debt. I need you to mm. be around the game of basketball. So now with my platform, it's getting me a step closer to either be more of a mentor, trainer, or just be uh, a little more focused on the game in particular. Not yet, but it's, it's definitely on its way. So, yep, the game of basketball, the hard blood, sweat, and tears, hard work, man. It's why I, after what I was done at 24, I came into this podcast game basically 10 years. So, 34, yeah. That's about right, man. So th- within them ten years, it really was eating at me. Oh Murph. wow, wow, Murph! Like, okay, you're going to work, you're successful, but Murph, don't forget about basketball. Don't forget about the game. Don't forget about it. What about the people when you was a captain? Would do anything for you, do anything for the team because you was the head guy, you was the captain. You need to reciprocate what you learn from the game the game needs you like they say the game chose you that's real man i didn't choose basketball like i told you from you see my growth from mm-hmm. the beginning to now and i'm doing that because of the game of basketball making sure i pay it back because of the things that the game of basketball has done for me that uh when your mom had you at 16 father wasn't in your life what else was really motivating me or gave me the opportunity yeah so the game yeah. of basketball all right so you've answered all of your questions man like 
that was the easiest Q A and A I think I've had. Just <laughs> like <laughs> you was ready, you was ready. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Had my orange juice this morning. Come on, for sure, man, for sure. So, um, that answer to the last question just so happens to really tie into what we're going to talk about today. Um, today's topic of choice for me is going to be bottled up black boy joy, right? And a lot of what you said in that last answer of what is the hardest thing you had to let go that is still calling you is because that is one of my issues with not totally being unhappy, but somewhat unfulfilled. And I think mm -hmm. that um, we're going to go a little bit in depth, but I want to hold it to where it's like most prominent or most um, pertinent in the conversation. Um, today, we're going to call this show Black Bottled Up Black Boy Joy because we are protecting our happiness like everything else in this world because it is under attack daily. The world is taking black lives, our families, our dreams, our goals, and so many other things that we could inspire or motivate a black man to feel joy within his heart. You know, like those things that we've mentioned um, that we're protecting are the very things that make us happy, give us pride and give us morals. And those things are under attack daily. So we want to see how we can teach black men how to be happy or feel joy in spite of the circumstances. So when I say bottled up black boy joy, what comes to your mind just off of hearing me say that? Bottled up black boy joy, man. It's just, it's bottled up, man. Uh, sometimes as a man or as a black boy, we don't know how to express ourselves emotionally. Mm. Or intellectually. Mm -hmm. So it's bottled up. And that's when I, I reflect to the conversation we had. I see what you have is bottled up. Maybe that right person or people didn't tap into, you know, what you really have or just brought it out of you by pouring into your space. Right. Like, yo, right. BJ, yo, you dope. It's mm -hmm. no longer to bottle it up. I see the joy, but let's let it out. I know it's going to expose some of your flaws or expose some of your feelings or things you've been holding in but mm. let it out man don't ball it up let it out man and, and and let the world man be blessed on uh getting to know bj for who he is and that's interesting because at that moment like at that moment i knew that i had been podcasting at that second probably two years already mm-hmm you know, watching the game and, you know, coming in behind my brothers and kind of just playing the background role. So it wasn't the the question of could I do it because I had been doing it already. Um, yeah. The way that I was bought into it was because I'm sitting in a room with Penrose while he talking to himself and just, <laughs> you know, doing his thing. And then at yeah. certain points, he would just ask me something because I'm sitting there as the engineer. So like that. The exposure was there, but what I realized over time and where I am right now at this very moment is podcasting was never the goal. Like I really was like grieving the loss that I took with the house fire and losing my music equipment. Right. Mm. Um, music was my initial passion to start with. And it got to a point where 
I just had to do something. I just had to do something creatively. So I took on to podcasting because it was kind of like, like mixing and engineering. You taking the vo- the vocals and um, you add music and sound effects and different things. It kind of felt the closest to music, but I realized that I was given the opportunity to develop something that is going to probably take my music even further, which is the voice behind it. Like mm-hmm. the way that you create, the way that you think about the different processes of what you would like to hear and how you want things to sound. Like I didn't have much of a voice, you know, in that moment. So now I'm to a point where I'm at a crossroads creatively and I want to get back into my first love. But now it's like you said, you know, the game chose me. Mm-hmm. I can't just leave because it's like people really depend on you know my perspective my sound advice you know the fact that i'm actually thinking about you more so than the point i'm trying to make it's like so much about you know this responsibility i've been given as a content creator Mm -hmm. to to really teach and help the people so it's like do you you know do you continue to follow this path of thinking of the benefits of everybody else or do you go in the direction of what makes you happy when you know you have responsibilities to both places? So That's it's good. it's a it's a real difficult conversation, but not even for those reasons alone. Just talking about black men in general, like yeah. how um, a black boy stays bottled up and, you know, chasing, striving, grinding, fighting for something every day. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And. And not having the opportunities to just be who he is, like without the struggle, can I just be happy for a couple of minutes out the day? You know, can I can I just exist without the phone ringing and having to run to the defense of somebody else? Like, how do we as black men have our own taste of joy? So let's just get into the conversation. All right. You have a larger than life personality and a large confidence level. Where does that come from when it pertains to you? <laughs> I'm laughing, man, because I, I get that question a lot, man. And, and for me, I think I know this is not a sports show, but mm-hmm. basketball and faith really is who I've always been. Like I said, mm-hmm. mom had me at 16. She was like, I don't know what you're going to do, but here's a basketball. I'm like, okay, word. You know, when times at school was, was tough, I didn't want to do no grades. Yeah, for a minute, I'll just like forget school. I just want to hoop. Um, if my father couldn't see him doing Father's Day or just, you know, family gatherings, man, I need to go hoop. So basketball mm-hmm. was always something that, regardless of what was lacking, the passion of the game really uh, just kind of numbed me because I'm like, yo, I'm doing what I love to do. So that's where my confidence comes. When I'm doing something I love to do, if things around me not right or it's chaotic, man, I'm good. I'm super good. And also my faith. Um, uh, Rest in peace to both my grandmothers, man. Uh, One was actually uh, a deacon at the church, and the other one was just, oh, I believe even to this day, man, she's watching over me over me is, mm-hmm. is my number one supporter. She would be the one to take me to to to, to the uh, gyms or the parks or 
um, just kind of, you know, talk to me. And then uh, my grandmother would always pray, you know, over me and, and, and pray with me. And it was just something that, hey, whatever God has for you, it's for you. It's mm-hmm. for you, meaning me. So that combining them two is like, yo, this for me. So even if what's going on in the world today, BJ, I'm still dropping consistently. I'm still having dope guests. And again, this is not me being uh someone that's being oh boastful or, or just super bragging it's like yo i have confidence because one i know my gift i know regardless of like you said what we watch on the news what was what we seeing around us man i'm doing something i love to do i'm getting the results of what i love to do and i know my lane now i'm not again i'm not gonna say because at that time i'm a hooper let me go play football or baseball i know i'm that i'm just that dude no i'm not gonna be dumb and and just think that everything i touch is gonna be platinum no but with right, standing right, within right. my lane and knowing that i love to do something i'm gonna just ride them wheels until they fall off okay so with that being the consistent components of who you are which is the basketball and the faith for the guys who don't necessarily understand why they hoop, because I know a lot of guys like you, it's just like, it's just innately in them. What do you feel like basketball teaches a black man outside of just sports alone? Because there's so many different components that I think of, even as a guy who doesn't play that come to mind. So like, what are things that the game teaches you about life? versus sports and that's why i love the game so much different personalities working with different personalities from the ones that are quiet from the ones that are super confident super macho uh powerful ego uh, even the ones that's not as talented to the ones that are talented then you then you are actually observing behaviors and mannerisms and seeing who really wants to be successful or those who are on the street end up falling off. So it's so many different variables, man. And, you know, prep, how you eat, how you work out before the lights are on, before that, you know, game day and how you, you know, prep after the fact. So it's so many different variables just on the game of basketball that teaches me uh, also how to speak. Once that reporter come to you, hey, Merv, great game. You had 20 points, 20 rebounds and y'all lost. If you can turn, you know, if you can do things different, what would you do? Uh, 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 well, uh, I did have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to talk even mm. better because of having the opportunities of talking with the reporters before and after the games. And it, it's, it's so many different things, man. But to answer that question for those listeners that's out there, like, Merv, 2020, you lost, you, you know, how I handled that and how I did handle that. It's about the team. Um, it's times where I could have said, a single game a rebounding record. We was blowing the team out by like 40 points in the third quarter. Mm. <laughs> Coach was like, Murph, you want to break that record? I said, man, let, 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 let the person that's been working hard to get some time, let him play. I, you know, if it's any type of accolades, like I said earlier, if it's meant for me, it, it, it'll happen, whatever that is. But ultimately, I did end up uh, setting the all-time rebounding record for a career. But for a single game, no, I, I, I kind of – I was like two rebounds away, man. I was like, I, I ain't worried about it. So, <laughs> yeah, man, that, uh, <laughs> that's that answers your question, man. It's so many different things, man. But that's why I love it so much, man. 
because um that's going to take us into um the next segment of the conversation which is the struggle to be good enough you know um that is that is one of the hardest things for a black man to accomplish you know what i'm saying like to live up to his own expectation and this is why we call this like bottled up black boy joy because a lot of what we hold inside of us is just the the ideas of what our greatness and what our potential should be to us Mm -hmm. you know and um i'm a person that i struggle with the ideas are good enough all the time you know Mm -hmm. growing up in certain circumstances you were taught to be grateful even in the downward spirals Mm -hmm. of life but Mm -hmm. like what i've realized as a grown man is that the downward spirals tend to last for long periods of time and the longer that you you kind of sit in a gratuitous space with that spiral. It's almost like for some, you can become comfortable with being mm-hmm. a struggler. You can become comfortable with being a person that's on the, the wrong side of circumstance. So how do you use the struggle to your advantage as being a person who lives a more lively and a more energetic life? Like, how do you use that struggle to motivate you? You are the company that you keep. Mm. If you surround yourself with people that you know had some traumatic experience in their life and they're still smiling, they're still productive, those are the people you want to be around. The accountability group, the, 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 as they say, the first, if you look at your phone and the five people that you speak to or the last five people you spoke to, mirror them or look at, look at yourself in the mirror and see how you mirror them and their behaviors and their actions. That'll mm. really tell you a lot about yourself. And for me, man, it's, uh, it, it's just something, man, like, like I've said before, man, I, I've, you know, period of time, I, I lost my granny. Uh, went through a divorce, didn't know what my next move would be. And at the same time, me having faith in God, knowing that he's, like I said earlier in your show, he had to bat the game of basketball, take me places and meet dope people and gave me some characteristics that I can carry post, you know, post athletics as, you know, being a successful husband, father, you know, a uh, business leader in corporate America. And once I've had the chance to bounce back, I had to reinvent myself and go mm-hmm. back to that. Keep grinding, keep the faith mentality. And at the same time, as you climb that ladder, yeah, you're going to stumble. But at the same time, he might bring in this person to say, Hey, similar to how I spoke to you, hey, bro, we in Vegas, we turning up, having a great time, but here mm-hmm. I am. I'm talking business. I'm talking encouragement to somebody that, yo, if you stay active and you keep dropping, man, this podcast game. Remember, this was 2018 before mm-hmm. the growth of both of our platforms. Mm-hmm. And now here it is. You won uh, an award last year. I won an award last year. Right, and, right, right, right. And, and, and we still going strong and that was in 2018 here it is 2020 so it's just things that is it might can be a video a movie a person but it's things that come 
in your favor that extra push you need when you might have a little self-doubt or self-doubt or just not feeling like recording or just feeling like using a gift. It always works that way, man. One last thing I have for those listeners that was at the beginning of the show, like Murph, we can't find you on social media because you didn't give it. My bad. I'm long-winded, okay? At <laughs> Isdy Murph, okay? Twitter and Instagram, at Isdy Murph. That's where you can find me personally. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's just something that uh, I'm truly grateful for, man. And, and I don't take uh, moments like this for granted when, hey, Murph, man, I've been been looking forward to having you on my show or that email I might get, that text, or somebody might pull me aside and say, yo, Murph, you got to do this. Or Murph, you bullshit. Mm-hmm. I need you mm-hmm. to turn it up a notch. Don't fall for the pandemic. Start planning for this pandemic. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man. Uh, oh, you want it, right? All right, well, I need you to turn it up a notch. So if Yes, sir. Yeah. You know me. Mm. I'm turning up a notch. <laughs> that's great. It's just how it works, big dog. Yeah, that's it, great. It, it, it's crazy. That's great. Man. It's it's hard to explain, but yeah, I get I get I, I get things to keep me going, man. Each and every step of the way. That is great because I was the total opposite when the pandemic hit. It was like uh, because I'm an empathetic person, so like gotcha. when I was seeing like everything around me was being affected by sickness and. Um, we started off the year early with death. So it was mm-hmm. like, even after, you know, death kind of was taking a toll on the year, then we have the pandemic and now we're in a position to where the, the world is, you know, going at a alarming rate towards damn near race war. You know what I'm saying? And we, we're yeah. seeing all of these things happen. I had to like sit back for a minute and really, really think about what it was I wanted to say because um even in this time people were challenging the content creators like if you're not yep. talking about the struggle then you ain't real and it's like yep. bruh like that don't validate me the struggle don't validate me yeah you know what I'm saying like I'm very much a part of the struggle because I'm taking care of my family still I'm yep. still doing my part as a black man and you know one of my brothers that i gotta get on this show uh shout out to mr calhoun we had a conversation and um he said something very powerful to me he was like if one if one black man is taking care of his respective families then all women will be protected like and when he said it 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 comforted me because I was so used to like being the person that everybody depended on. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, would call BJ. Like I got family that's like, you know, I know that you a truck driver and you in and out of these, you know, retail and department stores. Can you grab me this and that? So I'm taking on the responsibilities of everybody. And I was overwhelmed to shit. I'm like, damn, yeah. this can't be life. And yeah. You know, the brother came through in the, you know, in the clutch and was like, look, man, we got to start teaching responsibility to our men. If every man took accountability for the women in his own respective life, then all women would be protected. You know what I'm saying? And so now I get to speak to the the cousins I don't talk too often. Hey, man, look, you got a sister, you got an auntie, you got, you know, I get to build up, you know, the community of men that I don't really empower or impact as much 
as I should probably. Mm -hmm. So like in that moment of sitting back and, you know, taking things into consideration, I realized that, you know, me being a family man is a protest. Um, taking care of my people is a protest. It might not be direct to the struggle at hand, but I'm preventing somebody else from, you know, being a victim of, you know, the such that we see Absolutely. on the news. So like it really took me to sit back and kind of figure myself out in that moment, because in that second of thinking about what keeps me from my joy as a black boy, I realized that I like I lacked a lot of development growing up because I was always responsible for so much. You know, um, I lacked so much in social skills because I was babysitting as a kid. Like, so I don't really know how to be, you know, the homie to a lot of the kids that I'm growing up with because I'm not in social settings to talk how they talk, to know what they know. I'm taking care of, you know, my cousins. And at times, even now, like I'm somewhat socially awkward because as a person who didn't didn't get to go to college, you know, funds was low and I wasn't the best um, learner in high school when it came mm -hmm. to like math and science and all of those different things. I wasn't the best. My strong suit was English. I was the writer kid, you know, um, the poetry guy at a time. You know, I was the, the newspaper writer, the you know, the guy that understood how to put words together. But everything else, it wasn't the best so i realized that now conversations become beneath me because i realized that i'm still running from the fact that i wasn't able to go to college so i had to compete with the kids that did so that i could mm -hmm. feel equally educated and intelligent you know what i'm saying so it's like a lot of what a lot of what my joy is probably attached to it's just the contentment of just being who I am, like being being proud of the things that I've been able to accomplish. Looking back at my struggle, you know, like just not always trying to to beat or to best somebody else's accomplishments, knowing how to, you know, give it up because I am a person that knows how to support. I've never been a hater. But it does make me look at myself subjectively. So I need to learn how to find that black boy joy and contentment. You know, the ability to not have to work as hard for the things that I believe to be my greatness. Just accepting me for who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you said something about the college and, and people that go to college, it's interesting the a lot of people I know that went to college are unhappy. Mm. They're not doing what they love. And I know people that didn't go to college doing what they love. Mm. So I tell people now, man, for me, college was just exposure to what the real world looks like, quote unquote, real world. Mm -hmm. How you got to, you know, play the game, the politics and all that other stuff. That's what that taught me. It's a loophole in every system. So the college education system, ah man, it's it's all a front, it's a facade, in my personal opinion, man. Personal. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> I'm just being transparent. I I really don't talk about what I learned from college. Mm. Anybody that really checked me out, have you ever heard me? Yeah, in college I was taught to. I talk about how the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. but, mm -mm. 
So it's life almost, skills. Yeah, it's yeah. almost the same as it's almost the same for many of us when we think about high school. Like we never talked about what we learned for real in high school. We talked about mm-hmm. the moments. You know what yep. I'm saying? Of remembering what you know made us happy. Like that. That's actually a great analogy for where we are in the world because we see what the world is doing, but we need to focus more on the moments that make us, you know, proud and make us happy that, you know, we were able to experience despite of like, that's a dope way to look at it because I don't think I do that enough. Like, um, I'm always in defense mode. You know, I'm looking at, you know, social media, what's on Twitter, what's on the news. And it's like, okay, I got to prepare for the worst. And why is that? You know what I'm saying? Because I've been covered despite the worst. So now I need to start like making sure that while I'm still here, I'm doing everything that I can to be happy, not Mm -hmm. necessarily always protected or covered because it's, it's a certain way that we take from our happiness by focusing on just protection alone. Okay. Okay. Boom. Okay. Okay. It's a test, man. It's a test. Either follow the trend or set your own trend. Yeah. 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 Follow the trend to where, uh, yeah, there we go. But if you set your own trend or follow your lane, you'd be like, who is this Negro? (laughs) He not falling victim. Damn it. Shit. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a test. It's right. an ultimate test. When it's said and done, it's an ultimate test because whatever you're here to do mm. is for a reason for you to do it. As they said, it's a lot of dreams and dope ideas six feet under. Wow. And I never wanted to be in that category or a statistic like that. D. Murph or Derek Murphy did everything he could to put his God-given ability and talent out to the world, whether he got paid for it or not. Mm. I'm going to leave it just like that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was a bar right there. A lot of dope dreams are six feet under. Wow. Because they was following what's going on. And, you know, it's it's it's, it's sad, but it's, it's, it's still, it's like I said, it's ultimately it's a test. Okay. Okay. Um, so we look at, we look at black boys today and we say, you know, a lot of them are, you know, they don't, they lack purpose. They don't Mm -hmm. have a whole lot of, um, potential that they show to the world. Um, it's potentially bottled up inside of them. Like, what do we as black men today say to those boys who don't appear to be going in the right direction or having the right people around them to pull those things out. Like, what do we say to them to make sure that whatever they end up doing, they end up happy doing it. Like, what do we say? For me, it's not really what you say. Lead by example. Wow. Wow. Lead by example. Uh, I have two sons, big D and little D. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's said and done, it's not what my dad said. I've seen what my dad do during this pandemic. My dad's still working. My dad's still paying the mortgage. My dad is still making sure we eat. Hey, my dad got a broadcast. I've hurt mm-hmm. myself. Like, 
Mm-hmm. We they know what it is to pick up a microphone. I, I you can ask my kids right now, even the girls, and just ask. It's not really what I say; it's what I do. And trust me, that's something like you said to bottle up black joy. It's bottled up in this aspect because I want to say more. But saying, in my opinion, what's going on today, I got to show you. Like okay. when you marry, <laughs> uh, you know uh, that that dope chick. You can say you love you all you want, but mm-hmm. 10 years later, she ain't got that ring. <laughs> you can say what you want to say, but that ring speaks action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it's more of you leading by actions more than what you say. But if you were to say anything to him, see my actions and don't be afraid to reach out to someone that you seeing doing something positive in our community. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. That is something I didn't even consider because um, typically when we look at the way that we develop black boys, it's based upon competition. Yep. It's um, the way that you measure up against another black boy who needs to have the same experience, the same highlights and the same level of joy that, you desire for yourself like we we so busy trying to compete that we don't necessarily show compassion for not even it's not even an opponent you know what i'm saying like it's almost like we put everything in this perspective of we gotta beat the world at its own game so there's a (laughs) yeah there's a trophy that a lot of us strive to win and it's not necessarily the one that you put on a mantle well shit yes it is it's actually um in the mantle of our ego it's that trophy girl right Mm -hmm. and a lot of us are defined by how many trophy girls we have had in our life and that is the connection to our joy like the abilities to have something that we feel within ourselves was much greater than what we could attain for just being us alone. So you and that's build- more external, mm, more yeah. than internal, though. Right, right, right. So, like, and as a competitor, though, and you're right, though, because when mm. you said that, I was like, "Yo, I was brought up like that." Like, hey, Murph, you gonna you gonna be that nigga, dog? Mm-hmm. Fuck these dudes. You mm-hmm. gonna be that dude? Like, whoever come against you. Dominate, you know. You'd be like, "Damn, okay, dominate." He going to the league, Murph, d- dominate. Mm-hmm. Like, Damn, but now mature has kicked in. Mm-hmm. Them people that you saying dominate, they life is more messed up because they again following the trend or just not doing what they want to do. Externally, it comes across, oh man, but internally, man, they can't even live out their teenage years because now they're treated as an adult because. Mm. They got to live out their father's or mother's dream or uncle's dream instead of doing what they want to do. So umpteen years later, they're Mm -hmm. bankrupt or they're depressed. I I know a lot of entertainers. Now, I know personally. I've read, you've read entertainers and athletes or people that came up through the rankings. Where they are now? Where are they now? Right, right, right. So Mm -hmm. it's just something, man. Internally is where I'm at peace. I'm doing this early in the morning after a long week. 
Yeah. But I'm doing this because I'm at peace. I love what I do. Whether you give me one cent or a million dollars, I'm still yeah. going to do me. Just like the game of basketball. Getting up four in the morning, working out. Taking a nap. Going to school. Working out again. I didn't really get paid for that. But I loved it. So, yeah, like the trophy, you know, women. Again, you know, when I was young and dumb, you know, it's, it was fun. But long term, I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work because I want to have that emotional support when I come home and say, dang, well, I feel I feel I feel them them arrows up my back, or, mm-hmm. you know, on my back. Man, boy, this, boy, this person hate my guts. I can just tell by they I like to say juju, their aura like woo, they, yeah. you can see in their eyes the fire or just that mm-hmm. I can't stand this nigga. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's about my family. It's yeah. about leading by example and not telling my kids and my family every day, hey, where I've stepped foot out this house, this is what I got to deal with. I'm not saying that's not the, you shouldn't bring it up, but when you bring it up consistently, like the world is doing, you start falling victim. Yeah. I pick and choose, you know, when I bring up certain things, when I, you know, that's why I talk to my father. I talk to fellow brothers in this podcast game. Well, just men in general, man, just mm-hmm. kind of, you know. It's like good barbershop talk. It's always good to do that, man. But I, I know I, I know I stretched it out again, but no, I you, want to say, you talk man, in reality. You talk in reality. Yeah, we've got to continue to stay strong, man, and, and, and balance this thing called life to the best of our ability. Yeah, because I really, like, I really truly believe that, like, that trophy girl a lot of times is the only measure of success mm-hmm. that we have. And like you said, like, sometimes you just want the abilities to come home and be able to, you know, decompress. And that person yeah. knows how to, <laughs> that person knows how to, you know, like relax you and, you know, put yeah. you at peace. And sometimes yeah. that trophy girl is only there for what looks good in yeah. that moment. So yeah, man, you know, like we got to take a lot of joy out of the things that are not, you know, eternal or internal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to be fulfilled with, like you said, who we are, um, the things that make us the most proud. And we have to really practice a lot of what we do um, for love, because sometimes like I know for me, like I love the the respect that I get for, you know, being untouchable in this thing we do called podcasting. Yeah, like I don't no think. I don't really think that there's nobody like me. I'm like the one of one in my space. And I truly yes, know this. You know what I'm saying? I agree but, with you. <laughs> but it's it's those moments of feeling like like what else is there for me to do? Like that is the challenging part to staying happy because there is a point when you got everything in the world. You know, you got everything that you could have imagined for yourself. And now Mm -hmm. that there's no more game to play, there's no more, you know, there's not as much striving or grinding to do. It's like sometimes you get bored with, you know, what you have. And as a black boy, I think we realize that once we've accomplished getting money, you know, getting the clothes, the cars, the girls, that Mm -hmm. it's a lot of things that we didn't get along the way that was going to help us to appreciate 
you know, the things that we finally have, like the morals, the integrity, the the discipline, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like those skill sets that are more so internal to help us manage the things that we have. So when we lose the things that we got externally, we lose our joy along with it. You know, so like that's crazy. Like that's crazy the way that this conversation is coming together because I know that a lot of us are seeing like, you know, black men and women killed, you know, Mm -hmm. we're being taken down at alarming rates and we're doing our, you know, due diligence to slowly but surely change the narrative. We protest and we fighting for what we love, which is our people. Um, But I don't want us to lose ourselves. And even that process of, you know, trying to protect our race because you still have to protect yourself too. And Mm -hmm. it's very important that you do all the, what you can to ensure yourself that despite what's going on, that you live up to your full potential. Um, Don't live your life like you mark for death, you know, because that will keep you from obtaining those dreams and those goals. Mm -hmm. And you'll be just like Murph described as the brilliant idea that's six feet under. That's like, that's powerful to me. Even though shit going on, I still got to grind. I still got to keep this faith. Yep. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. I just, man, doing this times, man. I, man. That's why I keep pushing, man. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. And, and things that I'm expressing on this platform, again, appreciate you having me. And for those listeners that, that rock with BJ and for the first time listeners, just getting to know me a little bit more. At the end of the day, I, I'm I'm like he said. I, I'm we can be in a setting, but I'm still. I like to chill, and even when I grind so hard, because I, I know that one listen like Murph. Do you ever take a break? Hell yeah, I do. I be chilling a lot of times too, though, because <laughs> I know when I need that rest. Right, just right, like right, like that squirrel. Hey man, make sure you save, gather up them nuts, because mm-hmm. when it's that certain period, use that as rest. Reap. The benefits of your harvest or that effort that you put in. So it is times when it's peak season and it's times to man enjoy uh, uh, your uh, fruits of your labor and and or just rest, just rest and give yourself the the new motivation or that creative space or the mental space, spiritual space that you need to endure or uh, challenge yourself for the new opportunity that uh, that's at hand. Yeah. How do you, I mean, as a man, how important is spirituality to a black man now? Because we don't, we don't really have, I personally don't believe that we have the, the ability or the degree of spirituality that we would need to endure the, the black boy struggle that's trying to keep us from our black boy joy. Like, I don't think that we have it completely. Like, how important is that right now? For me, it's essential. Every, (laughs) the older I get, and I'm only 37, I'll be 38 in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. But as I continue to live in the personal relationship, you know, I I have with God or Yahweh or the Lord, however you want to pronounce him. Mm -hmm. For me, it's... Knowing myself, knowing myself, even though society 
especially where you work at, you need to conform. Don't have that bushy hair, that beard. You can't talk in a deep voice. You can't have that swag. Hey, what's for you going to be for you? Mm-hmm. Because you trust in him. If you his, he going to protect you and look out for you. And when we step foot, make sure, hey, man, I Lord, I pray for traveling mercy. As I go from home to work or as I go from work to the store or, I, you know, just start, man, just start praying. It, it doesn't hurt to pray. Murph, how do you have that relationship? Man, just start praying. Even though you don't think it's going nowhere, like we said, plant them seeds of just grinding, grinding. Then you will get dope guests or you will get that idea to where, you know what? This been on my spirit. This been in my heart, man. Like I'm at this point, what do you have to lose? Right. At this point, if you start praying and just start leaning towards something different or out of the norm that's constantly sending you reminders or or giving you signs, what's the worst that can happen if you do it? Like like BJ again, why not sports? Why Mm -hmm. not sports has now had celebrities and entertainers on the platform. I would have never thought, hey man, Murph, I exclusively I'm rocking with you on this time frame because of Man, you a real dude. These other people doing it for clout. You doing it just because. I respect mm-hmm. that. You're like, damn, for real? I didn't have this person. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just it's still surreal. Just just be yourself. Know who you are, man, and and don't forget where your blessings come from. Because whatever <laughs> that's true too. What I was gonna say, whatever's given to you can be taken away as well. If you don't use it, you lose it. I'm a firm believer in that. Absolutely. I think that like spirituality has become more significant to us now because now we're beginning to feel things, you know, like, um, you know, me and Rose were having a conversation not too long ago where we were talking about like the days of when we will record like for like yeah. the Grime Lords and, um, the the odd thing about it is we usually will record on Sundays, you know, um, like a mid afternoon on Sundays. And this is the day of worship typically for black people, you know, Sunday. Yep. And we're here. We'll be on the porch kicking it, you know, after we done, you know, finished up recordings or whatnot. And some shots will ring off and nobody would budge like nobody would. You know what I'm saying? would feel anything because it was almost like if it didn't happen on your block, it didn't happen to you. You know what I'm saying? So it would be moments where we would hear certain things and it wouldn't be like, Oh, let me get to the crib. All right, y'all I'm a holler. Like it wasn't like a rush to get to our place of safety. It was just like a normal occurrence. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, with so much happening in the world now, like you see black men crying for other people. You see black men beginning to feel, you know, the pain or the agony of somebody else's circumstance, which is a completely new thing that I've experienced. Even myself is like, damn, this really hurts to see our people going through these things. So now we're developing a sense of self in terms of community, in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, how we are to move in the world with other black people. And it's a beautiful process that is being birthed out of 
um, painful transitions and experiences. So like what spirituality does for me is it puts me in a, a more peaceful and a more, what's the word I want to use to make it make sense. When I think of peace, I always think of center. It makes me mm-hmm. sit down and assess what has happened good for me, despite what, you know, is currently going on. And it makes me communicate to the creator that whatever it was that you saw fit to give me in the midst of chaos, I'm extremely grateful. How do I better use these things? How do I keep these mercies and these allowances happening? How do I spread those mercies to my family? How do like having those conversations spiritually and you'll begin to see how to better protect your family, how to keep mm-hmm. people in the proper headspace? Because those moments when it's a very uncomfortable conversation you got to have with a family member that they don't expect for you to have with them. That's a sense of protection. You know, when your cousin being stupid about who she dating and she walking herself into a trap, but you just going to let her learn from her experience instead yeah. of saying this man, a piece of shit, girl, he not protecting you. Basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like those moments, like it's so many different opportunities that I've been allowed to see by connecting spiritually to a higher source or higher resource than the ones that have been gifted to me. Because even though I believe I'm strong enough to deal with a lot of what goes on in the world, just submitting myself to a higher source is also paying gratuity is knowing that Mm -hmm. my help comes from the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I just need for God to say, I taught you this already. Mm hmm. Like when you had that communication with God and you say, well, Lord, what is it that you would have for me? And then it's like right in that moment, you begin to see yourself as soon as it comes out your mouth or even out of your thoughts. You see yourself. That's God talking back to you, saying like, son, I taught you this already. Mm -hmm. You know what it is that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you begin to visualize your answers like that. That is a very real thing. And. I think that's also attached to a black boy's joy is to know that God will reassure you that you are capable. You are Mm -hmm. deserving. You have what it is that you need to to be of good stewardship and be of great provision and protection. Like you have those things. And there's moments when you pray and God will show you that you didn't have an answer. And that is another moment to say thank you. You know, like spirituality is very important. I'm reading more spiritual um, books and things of that nature because I know that I have to build up this more than any other area of my life. Because, you know, a lot of what I take joy and pride in is, you know, being strong enough mentally to protect the people that Mm -hmm. are around me. So, like, that's that's very real to me is, you know, making sure that we understand how important spirituality is. It's a lot of us that don't feel like spirituality comes from church. And I feel you, you know, it is a lot of politics in church, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to, you have to understand that spirituality is therapy. You know, how do you deal emotionally 
and internally with the issues that you deal with every day. Sometimes your spiritual connection could come from therapy, you know, having somebody to talk to, having somebody that's going to give you the tools you need to keep enduring this life. And like, it's so many other remedies besides the traditional aspects of church. So that's not what I'm telling you to do. Like, I mean, go to church if that's what you feel like you need, but that's not the only option. We got books, we have mentorships, we have counselors, therapists, we got life coaches. We have so many opportunities to feed our spirits. We got church on YouTube now, you know, like don't, don't think that because you decided to stay home where you feel like you're safest that watching church on YouTube makes you less of a Christian or less of a spiritual or prayer warrior. Like that's not yep. the, that's not the idea that we would like to present to people because, you know, you are the church. The church is the person, not the building, you know? And that of course is I a whole agree. nother conversation for a whole nother I day. Agree. I hear you over there, big dog. <laughs> so I, ain't, I ain't saying that. I'm listening. <laughs> But yeah, like, um, I just, I just want us to understand how important us having our joy is, um, at this particular moment in time. Um, it's not a whole lot of stuff that we can do about the things that are happening, but what we can do is, you know, work on our circumstances, if not just for being happy, just being able to um, let go of what the world is trying to embed in our spirits that, you know, mm-hmm. we, we not going to live alone. We mark for death. We got a whole country trying to take us out. Like if you, if you live with those feelings all day, every day, man, mm-hmm. you're going to be a terrible person emotionally. You know what I'm saying? So, um, bottling up that black boy joy is not to your benefit, man. Live your life the best way that you can. Um, Take pride in also living for yourself as much as you do for living for others. Um, that that's very important too. And understand what Murph said, you know, like you don't have a whole lot of time to hold on to your dreams, man. You gotta mm-hmm. go after those dreams because I I ain't trying to die with with the world's greatest invention still inside of me mm-hmm. or the world's greatest you know, development inside of me. I want people to see me and notice me for the greatness that I've been created to be, you know? So, man, that was the most powerful thing that you brought to me today, brother. I, I'm i stuck on that. Like, I'm stuck I on that. It, man. And I'm not trying to add more, but I got one thing. I got one thing to say mm-hmm. for joy. Write what brings you joy. Video record what brings you joy. That way, it's a reminder mm. of what you need to accomplish. Or once you've accomplished it, keep doing that repetitively and see what happens. Write down what brings you joy. Write down what brings you joy. Mm. Video record what brings you joy. Use it as a stepping stone or a reflection for what's to come. And that's all I got, big dog. I'm 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 in mm. I'm in the zone. But that's mm. all I got. And I appreciate you so much, man, for just coming through and kicking it, man. This was well worth, you know, the wait that we had to, you know, align our schedules. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because this, I mean, this is like supremely dope to me, you know, just being able to really um, 
help somebody with you know we not trying to like preach or give no statistics or nothing man we just talking yeah. about the realities of being a man and you know how we can impact our brothers in positive way so um listeners if in fact you have questions comments or anything that you would like to share with me or even murph you can definitely hit me up um on twitter at dergo bj that's d-e-r-g-o-b-j on twitter the subject change is the instagram page uh we have a email address changed c-h-a-n-g-e-d subject at gmail.com definitely send me all of those comments questions topics suggestions Whatever you would have for me, um, I'm definitely open to the conversations and the collaborations for those of you who are listening that are creatives. Um, let's keep these conversations going. And I also got a hotline, the change the subject hotline, which is 313-652-0220, man. Get at me. Like, let me know what y'all thought about what me and Murph talked about. Um, Murph does this kind of talk a lot, whether it be on his sports show or his <laughs> you right you know what i'm saying like it's it's always a way to like pick out a gym you know what i'm saying yeah, and you would be surprised at how much you know good content and good character content that you would get from a man talking about sports you know because you do have um so many life parallels in those areas of the game so um definitely give my brother a listen um, you'll be seeing in the the marketing and promo of the episode ways to get in touch with D Murph, but I'm gonna let him tell you again so you can hear it and feel it the way that he delivers it, where <laughs> you can find him and how you can get in touch with him. So go ahead and give him your information again. Well, uh, again, man, I appreciate you, man, for having me. Definitely long overdue. Uh, for the sports fans out there, why not sports? Uh, or, you know, you can find a show wherever you listen to podcasts, Flagrant 2, same thing, just a, a open forum where I've had, including BJ, dope yes, episode yes, a while sir. back. Just just scroll down, man. Pick pick a week or pick an episode. A dope character. I mean, a dope person with dope character. And just each and every week, man, just blessed and fortunate to have dope people to uh bless the platform and and, and, and help me stay aligned to uh to uh, what we do as uh content creators and looking out for people of color ultimately man just sharing our platform but yeah instagram and twitter at isd murph thank y'all for rocking with me i like to say my shenanigans i'm just just here man just to to show love and, and support to a man that as i said on my platform i'm saying it on his I'm not trying to mess with BJ. And for the women out there, <laughs> hey, man, he's one of the dopest hosts as a man to help women tell their story without flirting with them or trying to mm. date them. I just want to be like that. I've been that. in this game long enough where some men as hosts, yeah, you make it obvious <laughs> that your intent is not where it should be when it comes to having women. And I'm done. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, that mean a lot, you know, because I definitely love to empower and speak to the women too. So, y'all heard my brother, man. Um, definitely get in contact with him, stay in touch with me. And this concludes the episode of Change the Subject that we're going to title Bottled Up Black Boy Joy. I'll see you guys again in two weeks. Peace and blessings. Stay safe. Talk to y'all in a minute.